What is up, young adults? Thanks for tuning in today. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Also, follow us at YA underscore Power Bluff. And as always, thanks for tuning in. Hello, young adults. Courtney here. Happy Monday or Tuesday or whenever you're listening. Um, I'm excited to share the word today. I hope everyone that came to the millionaire dinner enjoyed it. Um, I know it was a powerful night. Not only was everything amazing and beautiful, delicious food, um, but the word was awesome. I loved just what Pastor Rod uh, Rob said. Um, I know his name is Rob, not Rod. I don't know why I said that. But, you know, his his message was simple faith, simple faith in the word of God. And that's that's ultimately, you know, why why we always share the word every week. Um, I, I pray that, you know, as you listen, every time that you listen to the word, whether it be in church service or you're listening to a sermon, you're listening to a podcast or whatever it is, open up your heart and open up your eyes. Ask the Lord to open up your eyes. Keep my eyes ever open. Keep my ears ever open, Lord, that you're never going to be a person that just hears the word and it's like, yeah, that's great. But let the word actually impact you. And um, that you will always stay in a place of hunger, humility to receive what the Lord has. He doesn't... um, The the word lands um, in uh, a heart that's open uh it lands on good soil and so make sure your heart's always open to receive because even if it is something that seems foundational i mean everything that he shared was so foundational but those are the things that will take you places the word of god is simple faith is simple but when you grab a hold of it and let it land in a good soil um a heart that is of good soil it will produce the harvest and so yeah, anyway, I'm going to go to the message now. Um, but I want to talk a little bit today um, about love. Love um, and how it's the way of victory. And um, this actually stemmed from last week. I know Pastor Sandy talked Sunday evening about um, walking in the Spirit. Um, she read that scripture, Romans eight thirteen. For if you live after or controlled by the dictates of your flesh, you will die. But if through the power of the Holy Spirit, you mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. So uh, it's, I was kind of studying that. I was meditating on that last week, you know, that word mortify. Uh, I was looking it up just to see what it meant. It means to subdue, to control, to discipline, to restrain. And it also means... Um, subdue like subdue meaning overcome to be a conqueror to defeat to master and when you think about walking this life constantly as a believer we are spirits we have a mind and we live in a body we hear that all the time but being a master of yourself being a master of your flesh being a master of uh, you know, who, who we used to think our real self was, our body and our mind, but our spirit is actually in control. It's number, it's, 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 it's in dominion. It needs to be, um, 
in dominion. Our body, our minds used to be in dominion before, but now we now we're masters. So, you know, with this whole idea of being a master of yourself, it just got me thankful because when you start to realize um that you're a master of yourself, I'm kind of going back on my notes from last week. But when you realize that you're a master of yourself, you're a master of the flesh, that the Lord has freed you from being selfish. Man, I just I just think back to my old life and and I mean even even my walk up until now the lord is continually changing you over and over and over and over every day as you're in the word as you spend time in the presence of the lord as you go to church as you hear the word faith comes and faith causes you to have results in your life and so you're changing constantly but you just think about man how you used to be so selfish so self-centered so looking at yourself what you wanted what you uh what what your desires were what your flesh wanted what your body wanted what your mind wanted all these things but the lord has set us free and that's he's he does that by the power of the holy spirit we don't we're we're set free by the power of the holy spirit to walk in a brand new way and so first i want to go to this scripture it's on my phone pulling it up second um corinthians um five verse 14 and 15 so it says either way christ's love controls us since we believe that christ died for all we also believe that we all have died to our old life he died for everyone so that those who receive this new life will no longer live for themselves that basically means you're not living for your, well, you're not living for yourself. That's what it means. But your, 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 your selfishness has died. You're being bound to selfishness, man. Thank you, Jesus. Because of what Jesus has done, we no longer live for ourselves. We are no longer bound to selfishness. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and raised for them. And so I want to read this in one more version. And uh, another version actually says, Christ's lo- love constrains us. It controls us. That means it, it holds us back at times from acting out in anger, acting out in this way, acting out, doing things that we used to do because we're actually not operating out of the flesh anymore, but we're operating out of our spirit and so we live the life of love. Okay. TPT version says, it is Christ's love that fuels our passion. It holds us tightly because we are convinced that he has given his life for all of us. That means he's given his life for us to live. His life is in us. So now we live the God kind of life, the life of love, the life of selflessness. This means that all have died with him so that those who live should no longer live self-absorbed lives, but lives that are poured out for him, the one who died for us and now lives again. And so with that, selfishness has been put away. When we, But this has to become a revelation that, man, I used to be selfish. Now the Lord's revealing to me my selfish ways and I'm letting them go more and more and more. And I'm living a life that's poured out for Jesus, a pour, poured out for people. Poured out, poured out for people, poured out for your family. I'm, I'm, I, you know, it, it, this is starts in your home, obviously. So you're no marriage, children. I don't have children, but I have, I'm married. But um, then 
then obviously this this extends to ministry at church, soul winning, you reaching out to people at work, you reaching out to people in the grocery store, the gas station, whatever it is, people that you know, friends, family, it extends. You're no longer living just for yourself, but you're living for others, living out, pouring out the life of Christ. Powerful. It's the life of love where we uh, we're once selfish, but we have now become selfless. And we walk in that more and more and more as we begin to walk in the spirit and we understand that we have been given this freedom to love. So I want to read this verse next in Galatians 5. Okay. So it says, For you, brethren, were called to freedom. Do not let your freedom be an incentive for your flesh or an opportunity uh, an, or excuse for selfishness. Hey, but through love, you should serve one another. And there it is. So this is where this idea of your mastery of yourself, mortifying the deeds of the flesh, uh, walking by the spirit is walking a life of love. And so I want to actually go and this is like super out of probably my comfort comfort zone a little bit because because the you know, when the, the love of God and you, you look at the word of God. The word of God is cutting. The Bible says in Hebrews 4.12 that you know, the, the word of God is sharper than a du- double-edged sword. Piercing between. And so it pierces your heart. The, the Bible and the word of God, when your heart is always open and always tender and always ready to receive, um, the, the word will cut you and pierce you and make, make it. That's how you know when you're like, man, my life's got to change. Um, <laughs> so my, my life is not mirroring the word of God. And the Bible says that we look at the word of God and let it be a mirror unto us. And so obviously when we talk about love, we want our lives to mirror this. And, you know, we, we, I'm sharing this for the, for the sole sake of the, I felt this in my heart. I feel to share this because when the word of God cuts you, man, I know that it, it shall cut uh, the hearts of others. And as believers, we have to walk in love in everything. Doesn't mean, uh, you know, you've, you've, you might have missed it in times past of, man, I should have done this. I should have done this. But that's the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, correcting you and getting you back in line to the, to the way of love. And so I want to read 1 Corinthians 13, uh, that the love chapter. And let's let it cut us, okay? Let's let the word of God pierce us um, and get us in line so that we're continuously walking in this fruit of love, in this way of love. And keep in mind that, you know, the Bible says in Romans that the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts. It has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So the Lord furnishes us with his love. His love is in us. We don't have to go and reach out, try to find it, try to conjure it up. The love of Christ is in us. It constrains us. God is love and he abides in us. Greater is he that lives in you than he that is of this world. And who is he? Love, love, the love of God. And so it's letting this word of love become such a revelation to you of what's in you and operating out of that place in every decision of your life and the bible says love never fails and that's what i'm going to get to at the end but ultimately we're going to look at this and we're going to let the lord 
do his um his work in us okay so in first corinthians 13 it says if i speak with tongues of men and of angels but i have not love i have become a sounding brass and a clanging cymbal and though i have the gift of prophecy um and the and understand all the secret truths and mysteries and possess all knowledge and if i have sufficient faith so that i can remove mountains but i have not love i am nothing a useless nobody it says in the amplified even if i dole out all that i have to the poor in providing food and if i surrender my body to be burned in order that i may glory but i have not love i gain nothing. Wow. In another version, it says it profits me nothing. I am nothing. Without Jesus, without his love, you're nothing. Many people in religion operate out of this place. And maybe if you look at yourself, you have to ask yourself, am I operating in this love? Am I, if, is, am I gaining anything? Am I, am I nothing? Without love, you're nothing. And that's heart cutting. So let the Lord show you what this real love is verse four love is patient love is kind love does not envy i think i'm going to read this in the amplified yeah love is never envious love never boils over with jealousy it is not boastful or it's vainglorious and it does not display itself haughtily so it's not proud in another version it does not parade itself it's not puffed up so so basically, look, you look at that, love handles all uh, the works of the flesh there. So um, being impatient, being envious, that's a work of the flesh. Being proud, having pride, that's a work of the flesh because pride is self-confidence, confidence in self. You can go read in Philippians 3 how Paul talks about, hey, I don't have any confidence in my flesh. I don't put any pride in who I am, what I've accomplished, what I've achieved, none of that. And that's, so love, the love of God in you will deal with the works of the flesh. All right, let's go. Verse five, it does not behave rudely. It does not seek its own. It is not provoked and it thinks no evil. I'm going to read that in another version because that's just a lot. There's so much good words in this one. It's not conceited. It's not arrogant. It's not inflated with pride. There, there we go again. Um, it's not rude. It's not rude and it does not act unbecomingly. Love does not insist its own rights in its own way and it does not uh, act self-seeking. There we go. So love is selfless. Love is totally uh, independent of itself. It's not looking for my way or the highway. It's saying God's way, God's way. What does the word say? What is the right way? I'm going to put myself there. That's the way of love is what is right in God's sight. It's not touchy. It's not fretful. It's not resentful. And it takes no account of evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Wow. Let's just pause there for a second. The love of God, um, it pays no attention to a suffered wrong. That means that love does forget. The Bible says, oh, where, where is this? This is so good, y'all. I think it's in Hebrews 8. Hebrews 8. It's talking about our new covenant. Our new covenant. uh, Yeah, our new covenant. So it says, um, it says, 
the Lord says, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers when I took them by the hand and led them out of the land of Egypt, but they did not continue my covenant and I disregarded them for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. Here's where I wanted to get. I will put my law laws in their mind and I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they shall be my people. None of them shall teach their neighbor and none his brother saying, know the Lord for all shall know me from the least to the greatest for I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds. I will remember no more. The Lord says that he has forgotten sins and iniquities, our sins and our iniquities, and he has forgiven us of all of them. That is the way of love. And that's what we're talking about here in First Corinthians 13. It doesn't, ha- it doesn't uh, keep a record of wrong. So that's why we walk in forgiveness. Forgiveness is the way of love. Unforgiveness is actually remembering what a wrong that someone has done to us and harboring it and holding a grudge instead of letting it go. So the word of God literally tells us, wow, the Lord is so good. He's forgiven us. And not only has he forgiven us of all of our past, all of our mistakes, all of our wrongdoings, all of the things that we have fallen short of, he says, I have forgotten them. I will no longer remember them. And because that love has been written on our hearts, that's the law of love that's been written on our hearts now. It's, it is abiding in us. It's growing in us. It's been poured into us. We now can forgive and forget and let go. Praise the Lord. And so that allows us to continue to walk in the way of love is because the Lord has forgiven us. He's, that, that's why it says forgive just as the Lord has forgiven you. You walk in the way of love by forgiving and forgetting. Amen. Okay, verse six, it does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Amen, always. We always love right and truth. And we, we, we don't laugh and, and um, make, make light of uh, wickedness. We, we hate what God hates. We love, we love what God loves. Pray that prayer. Lord, let me hate what you hate. Let me love what you love. Show me what you hate. He hates sin. He hates sickness. He hates disease. He hates anything that destroys people's lives. That's why we, we hate with the sin of uh, addiction, the sin of drugs, the sin of alcohol. We, we go out and we witness to people on the streets and we see how sin will turn a whole area into poverty by drugs, by alcohol, by uh, unjust ways, by stealing, by killing. Ugh. We, we, we hate injustice and wickedness, but we stand for righteousness and we love it. Amen. Verse seven, love bears all things. It bears up under anything and everything that comes. Love is resilient. Love is strong. Love remains cheerful in the face of adversity. It bears up under anything and everything that comes your way. It's ever ready to believe the best of every person. That's powerful. Think, think, think about times where, you know, you might've fallen short of that, but let the, let the Lord cut you and pierce your heart in that area believes the best of every person, man, they might've fallen short. They might've done things wrong, but guess what? You're going to believe the best of every single person. And you know that the Lord, how does the Lord see people? How does the Lord see you? He sees you with the potential that he sees, he sees the end product. And so we see, we must see people the same way. 
Amen. Even in their failure, failure, shortcomings, know that they've got a great plan for their life. That's what that's, you know, it all goes back to soul winning because you go and you know, man, there is so much the, the plans that God has for people that the, if just they discovered and known, know, know what God has for them, you know, ever ready to believe the best of every person. It's hopes are fadeless under all circumstances, steadfastness, consistency, Love of the love of God, the the Bible says in Song of Solomon that love is as strong as death. Love is fiery. It's, I think it even says that in the TPT. It's like a fiery flame. Love is fiery. It's on fire. Love is the fire of God. And so that means no matter what circumstances is coming your way, when you have love burning in you as a fire, the love of God, the love for his word, the love for Jesus, the love for uh, love and commitment to the Lord. It's you, you are, you remain steadfast and consistent under anything that comes your way. And it says it endures everything without weakening. And the last verse says, love never fails. Love never fades. Love never comes to an end. And that's what I want to leave you with today. You know, love is, uh, love never fails. That means that love is not failure. So how do, how do you walk without failure in your life? How do you uh, end repetitive cycles of failure in life? How do you, um, you know, make sure that you will be in success every day of your life and walk victoriously the way that we're called to walk? Triumphant, successful, winning. You walk in the way of love. The Bible says love never fails. It cannot fail. It's unfailing. It's impossible to fail. It cannot be separated. You and God, the love of God binds you together. The Lord revealed that to me um, sometime. I don't know, a year ago, maybe two years. I don't know. But that the love of God, it says that there's nothing. It's impossible. There's nothing, absolutely nothing that could ever separate you from the love of God. And think of yourself and the love of God as like a magnet, like a strong magnet, the strongest magnet you could ever imagine. So strong that like two become one. You are one with God and and God is one with you. And this love is in you and you're in this love. And that's, you know, that's what the scripture says. But it's this powerful, like, there is absolutely nothing that can get between you and that magnet. If you've ever, like, tried to separate a magnet before and it's so strong, it's, like, nearly impossible. You would have to take, like, a strong force. But this is the type of magnet that it's, it's impossible. It's molded together. And so that's why it cannot fail. It can't be penetrated. It can't, nothing can come between love. Nothing can be stronger than love. It's always victorious. It's always unfailing. It's always undying. It's inexhaustible. It's boundless. It's limitless. It's unending. That's God's love. Hallelujah. It's everlasting. It's eternal. I'm just reading some things that I, I took down. But that's, that's, that's why when we walk in love, and we're always walking in love. We're, we're following love. We're letting love abound. We're letting love rule and reign in our lives. It will ensure that no matter what, no matter what, Pastor Sandy was saying that yesterday, no matter what happens, you are grounded, deeply rooted in the love of God. And you're not walking according to yourself, your flesh, selfishness, what you want, because of what Christ has done and his love that has been shed abroad in our hearts, we no longer live for ourselves, but we live unto Jesus. 
And so let this word, whatever touched you, whatever thing stuck out as we were reading 1 Corinthians 13, walk in it. Read 1 Corinthians 13 for like a month every day um, and let the Lord change direct you. That's the Holy Spirit that will start correcting you. He'll help you mortify that. He'll help you crucify that. He'll help you control that. He'll help you subdue that. He'll help you get in line at any area, at any, at anything that comes your way or anything, how to deal with people, how to speak to people, how to deal with this in your work. It could be in your workplace. It could be, uh, in, in ministering to people. It could be in the home. It could be anything, anything, but the way of love is our way and without love you are nothing you don't profit anything you don't gain anything without the love of christ operating in you and you're doing it out of of a place of love it's nothing so uh, but love is love is victorious and love always wins it never fails so with that i just encourage you i hope that i hope that stirred you up it stirred me up and um yeah, as believers, we're to walk in love. So uh, I encourage you to keep walking in love, to keep studying the word of God, to never let go of what the Lord started in you, for surely he shall bring it to perfection until that perfect day. Love you guys. Bye. Thanks again for tuning in. Don't forget, you can always stay up to date with us. And even message us on Instagram at YA underscore power of love. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next one.